0: What's the best way to offer constructive criticism? Welcome to the Transformative Duff, My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 11 of tractate Nedarim, and we learned that there are always two ways to say something. Say it positively, not negatively. Welcome to the Transformative Duff and thank you for being my Havrissa today. I like to begin with a story. After 40 years in the desert, the Israelites were finally ready to enter the Promised Land. They requested free passage to enter Canaan via the nations residing in Transjordan. But instead of allowing them to pass through peacefully, the countries attacked them. With God's help, the Jewish people were victorious in the battle and now had the additional dominion over the east bank of the Jordan River. The tribes of Ruvain and Gad had an abundance of livestock. They looked at the newly conquered lands in Transjordan and saw that the area would be suitable for raising their livestock. They approached Moses and asked, If it pleases you, let this land be given to your servants as a heritage. Do not take us across the Jordan. Shocked by their request, Moses replied, Shall your brethren go to war while you stay here? Why do you discourage the children of Israel from crossing over to the land which God gave them? This is how your fathers acted when the ten spies returned with an evil report of the land. God uh, got angry with them on that day, and he swore that none of the men from the age of twenty... And Over who came out of Egypt, would enter the Promised Land, except for Kalev and Yehoshua. He made them wander in the desert for forty years, until the entire generation, who had done evil in the eyes of God, had died out. And behold, you have now risen in place of your fathers, as a society of sinful people, to add to the wrathful anger of the Lord against Israel. If you turn away from following him, he will leave you in the desert again, and you will destroy this entire people." The tribesmen of Reuben and God listened to Moses and then clarified their request. We intend to build sheepfold for our livestock here and cities for our children. We will then arm ourselves quickly and go before the children of Israel. We shall not return to our homes until each of the children of Israel has taken possession of his inheritance. Realizing that they were not seeking to avoid joining their brethren in the conquering of the land, Moses then stipulated, If you indeed arm yourselves before God for the battle, and every armed man among you will cross the Jordan before God until he drives out his enemies before him, this land shall be a heritage for you before God. But if you do not do so, behold, you will have sinned to God. Know that your sin will encounter you. Let's look at today's Gemara. Says the Mishnah, if one says to his friend, that which I eat of yours shall be considered lachulin, it is forbidden. Asks the Gemara, they assume, what is the meaning of the term lacholin? It shall not, lo, be non-sacred, cholin, but rather it should have the status of a sacrifice. Whose opinion is expressed in the Mishnah? If you say that it is Rabbi Meir, he does not maintain that from a negative statement you can infer a positive statement. As we learned, Rabbi Meir says that any condition that is not like the condition of the sons of God and the sons of Ruvain is not a valid condition. Rather, it accords with Rabbi Yehuda, explains Rashi. Our Mishnah accords with Rabbi Yehudah, who maintains that one may derive the positive from the negative. He does not require a double-barreled condition. Let's analyze the Gemara. When the tribesmen of Reuben and God asked to inherit the land in Transjordan, Moses essentially made them swear that they would fight for the entire nation first. He administered this vow in the form of a double expression. If you indeed arm yourselves before God for the battle and every armed man among you will cross the Jordan before God until he drives out his enemies before him, this land shall be a heritage before you, before Hashem. But if you do not do so, behold, you will have sinned to Hashem. Know that your sin will encounter you. Did he need to express his words in both the positive and the negative? Strictly speaking, he could have made either one of the following two statements. Number one, if you fight for the people, you'll inherit the land. Number two, if you don't fight for the people, you'll sin. You will not have fulfilled the terms of your vow, and therefore you will not inherit the land. Either of these statements on its own would have sufficed. The fact that he said both leads Rabbi Meir to conclude that in order to be effective, a vow must be administered in this double barreled form. Rabbi Huda disagrees he maintains that either expression would have worked. As our Gemara phrases it, from a negative statement, you can infer a positive statement. Of course, the converse is just as true. Had Moses only expressed a positive statement, we would say from a positive statement, you can infer a negative statement. And that is indeed how the Chesam Sofa frames the principle when he explains the story in his commentary on the Torah that's a powerful thought worth bearing in mind throughout our lives most statements we make may be framed positively or negatively in order to convey the exact same message we get to choose which way to frame the message so why would you choose to be negative when you could just as well be positive you need to be as positive in your interactions as possible it's tempting to be negative cynical pessimistic and critical But most of the time, it's not constructive. And besides, nobody wants to be around a naysayer. Even when we need to say something of a critical nature, you can always find ways to express the positive and let the other person derive the negative implication. Hopefully, they'll understand. And you avoid the embarrassment and hurt if you can figure out how to say it using positive language. Let's say you get annoyed when you wander into your kids' bedrooms and the beds aren't ever made. Sadly, most people would only kick up a fuss when they see the beds unmade. But when the beds are made, they don't say anything. And why should they? That's what the kids should be doing, right? That might be the case, but it's not going to help anybody going forward. The more effective approach is to make a positive fuss of them when they get it right. You might think it's the least they can do when they clear the table. But when you take the time to show your appreciation and gratitude, they will automatically infer that they're doing the right thing. And on those days, when they've run up to their bedrooms without helping clear up, what they did then was inappropriate behavior. And of course, it goes without saying that your tone of voice shouldn't be one of, oh, finally, thank you for doing what you should be doing every day. No, you need to bite your tongue, put on your best smile, and sincerely show your gratitude. You'll be pleasantly surprised at what that will achieve. Whenever you have the choice, always choose the positive statement and let the other person infer the negative. If you find yourself about to say something negative, stop yourself and think about how you might be able to reframe it. Even if you think your tone may come across as cynical, seal your lips. Whether you're talking to your spouse, to your children, to your siblings, colleagues or friends, may you always be the source of positive energy in the room wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning in to the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Duff Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Duff Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation, it's about talking over the Duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Kamara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe, to achieving a life of simcha and purpose, transform your life today. The Transformative Daff is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daff.